Arizona basketball, eh, a little different story down in Tucson, and here to talk about that, we call it Wildcat Wednesday. Steve Rivera of the Tucson Citizen. Steve, it's Kevin. How are you? Good morning, Kevin. I'm doing well, thank you. Yeah, late a couple of late nights, Monday and Tuesday night. What's that? Man, that can't be fun, can it? To start <laughs> what happened to old Thursday, you know, six thirty and uh, you know Saturday afternoon games. This really puts us under the gun every night. It's funny your producer called me this morning at about eight or nine, and I was still half asleep because I didn't get <laughs> uh, I didn't get home till two forty five. Went to bed like at three fifteen. Well, it uh, has nothing to do with stopping off at Bob Dobbs or uh, no. Uh, all right, all right. Well, they're closed by that time. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I was even thinking about that, but here we are at 2.15, leaving the, leaving the arena. Oh, it's crazy. We're talking with Steve Rivera, Tucson citizen, longtime basketball writer down there. Is the honeymoon over now for Russ Pennell, a good friend of the program, or is this just a, a hiccup or a speed bump for him? Yeah, I think it's, it's a hiccup or a speed bump, but guess what? There's a lot of those coming up on the road. <laughs> There's a lot of them. I mean, just one after the other, so you don't have any time to get speed because the next one's coming up. I mean, right now they head to Atlanta. We just found out they go to Atlanta for a game against Mississippi Valley State on Monday, and then they come right back and face Santa Clara. Both winnable, very winnable games, so they should get back on track. But how how is this young team going to respond after last night's unbelievable outcome? Yeah, and if you saw the game, if you didn't see the game, the Wildcats basically had an opportunity, and Jamel Horn pretty much just kind of threw up all over himself. How did he react Holy after bro. this after this game? And how do you handle when it's still he's still a college kid, but he's one of the leaders yeah. of this team? How do you handle yeah. that from a, a journalistic perspective? It was it was kind of difficult, but it, it, I've been around Jamel now two years. He's a uh, confident, um, border and cocky guy, but you know, he's an all right guy. Uh, we we were led into the locker room about 10, 15 minutes after the game. Uh, we got in. He was um, crying. I won't say crying, but he was sobbing in a, in a way uh, to, with Chase. Chase had his head in his shoulder and kind of said, everything's going to be okay, or going to be okay. Uh, we left him alone for a little bit, talked to Chase. He went to the, to the shower, came out. Uh, there was, You know how it is, that tentative, should we approach? Can we approach? Did we approach? And we approached. And after kind of mumbling a few things, he, he eventually talked to us, and he did explain what he was thinking, but he kind of said what he did, which kind of, you know, just didn't explain <laughs> anything. I mean, honestly, if you saw it, this was, this was 1992 all over again with uh, Chris Weber and the timeout. Absolutely, absolutely. Talking to Steve Rivera, I mean, he knew what he's supposed to do. And that's what I wanted to ask you. How much were this just, uh, you know, veteran uh, mental mistakes by a player, player-driven, or was this coaching at the end of the game where Russ... They got to emphasize yeah. it that you know this yeah. is what you do. Well, you know, I think it's a case of both. It's funny because right as uh, before you were calling, I was getting ready to write for tomorrow. I think it's a case of both. Uh, Russ said that he may have screwed up by giving the instructions of this is going to be our last shot. We're working for this last shot, but there was ne- nothing beyond the last shot. Like you know, what if we miss, or what if you know, what if we do make it and there's still time left? But before that, there must have been a, 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 some instruction about fouling the guys telling the opponents in case they did miss so they can get the ball back. Well, that came to, that was a moot point because Fogg had scored to tie the game. And everything kind of changed. And you know better than this because you've, you've uh, hanged around a few times. It's time and space, time and momentum, or not top. It's uh, situation, time and situation. You're always thinking about yes, time and situation. Yes, yes, yes. And guess what? It just, it was a brain freeze last <laughs> night. Time and situation was not remembered because they had already tied it. Now they didn't need to get to the foul line anymore. And I don't know how much of that is, is loot too, Steve Rivera. That's also assistant coaches as well because that's there. Oh, yeah. always been Kevin O'Neill's been the, those guys. That's what they're there for. Here are your four options under these circumstances mm-hmm. this, this, that, and that. And, and apparently, and again, I want to ask you again with this team and Russ Pennell and all they've been through with this team. 
did they get a free pass on something like this from the fans, or the expectations that this team still, with with the veteran players that they have, they should win win games like this, or they get a free pass? Well, I, I think free passes may be too strong, but but let's remember it, it, we're only in mid November. Yeah, this is two games into it, <laughs> and, and, and these guys, honestly, these guys have been through this a thousand times. They they played what they're twenty years old, nineteen years old. They've been through a thousand games or 500 games, or whatever, how many games, you kind of know what you should happen in the situation. I think it was just one of those things that he kind of blipped out. He was still thinking foul, uh, didn't know time and circumstance. Uh, man, there's so many things that just weren't answered. And Russ said, Maybe that he just didn't express it strong enough. Yeah, and it's been it falls on everybody down there. Defense, but let me ask you this though: to Steve Rivera, and Tucson Citizen, shouldn't it have ever even come down to this? I mean, they no. shouldn't they have just stepped out and, and, and yeah. shut down a couple of those threes early on in the game? Well, no, no, that, that's the question right there. You're talking about uh, a free pass. Well, it should have never gotten to that point. They they fought back, which was very noble and admirable and all that stuff. But they should have never been down twelve in the second half because they they couldn't guard you or me. Yeah. And let me tell you, I can't hit shots. <laughs> and I can't box out and I can't rebound. So give me- It was unbelievable. And not that UAB is a bad team, but they were at home uh, playing against a pretty good team. They should have realized that. Uh, they just took forever to get into the game. For 35 minutes, UAB had them handily. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they came back. We've seen that a number of times. Chase played pretty well, scored 27. Uh, Jordan Hill had 22 rebounds. It was just a, it was a bizarre game. A bizarre game, talking to Steve Rivera. What, what, I want to ask you about Chase Buttinger. And again, he's a college student, but now he's, their expectations are for him. Leads all scores with 27, but are there still times in games where he disappears? He's just invisible on the court? No question. And I don't know if that's his fault or, or, or everyone's uh, expectations of him, but there's no question. He kind of like a floater. Yeah. If you know that his gait is kind of like a, just a, he just kind of floats on the air and kind of does things nonchalantly. He doesn't like wow you, but then when he does wow you, you say, oh, God, that's his potential, but he doesn't do that often enough. Yeah. Uh, I said in the column last week that this guy needs, absolutely needs to take this team on his shoulder. Can he do it? I do not know. Yeah, I'd love to see it, because if he wants to play in the NBA, he, I, and I, he probably will, he's going to get the look, but he could take over games if he wanted to, I think, and that's uh, what you, you, you wrote it well. Hey, let me ask you a couple of questions about U of A football. I know you're, it's not your beat, but you're down there, and you can't help but notice it. Have you ever seen a team less prepared to play than they were last week in the first half against Oregon? That was UAB all over again. <laughs> they're, they're down by what, they're twenty five, whatever points, and they come back and they have a chance to win, and then they have the the brave freeze of the of the short pass that's dropped. I mean, somebody put a hex on Arizona. That's a bad uh, one. some voodoo down here. Voodoo uh, dolls. Maybe it's one of these Sun Devil fans up here. Uh, Oregon State this week is how important is it for this football team to get to seven wins before the uh, before the Arizona game looms and just kind of take care of business and, and before they put the Arizona State game on the on the on the docket. Yeah, no question. Very important. But that said, we all know that. Will it happen? You know, I, I think that Oregon State will probably, well, I probably will end up predicting that Oregon State wins straight up uh, and then puts them in a pinch against ASU oh. because they were just on the verge of doing well and anointing Stoops King. And now if you finish 6-6, six and six, if they happen to lose the issue, now what? And have lost a bunch of your games. To you. And you know what? It's about stopping the run. Oregon State runs the ball. Arizona's got to learn how to stop the run 11 weeks into the year. And, and, and with that said, what do you say? Good luck. Because <laughs> it's, it's not good. I mean, it's not good. Isn't this it's sad because they could have been, what, 7, they could have been 8-4, whatever it's going to be. Now they're going to hope. 
hope to get seven to five and, and hope not to lose to ASU to six or six. And then they're leaving things up in the air, and then the future Mike Stoops, and it's a whole other animal down there. Steve Rivera, Tucson Citizen, you announced it a little bit earlier. You get Mississippi Valley State in Atlanta. This is a team that Arizona State opened up with and got out-rebounded by and actually won a game at home. Uh, your thoughts, your feelings early? I know you haven't really had a chance to break it down, but right, right. But a game uh, that, that they go on the road, a challenge early for this team and, and all that they've gone through? No question. The funny thing about it, Mississippi Valley State heads to Montana tomorrow to face uh, Montana and then flies back to Atlanta. <laughs> and, and Arizona, all the, all the while, licks their wounds and gets ready for Monday. So which would you rather be? A ge- have a game that's been played to get over it? Or to sit on this for four days. Yeah, and I, knowing basketball players and college, and even journalists, you'd rather have another game. You want to go right away. <laughs> you want to have something else to write about. Let's flush this one. Hey, great stuff. And then you got Santa Clara, and Santa Clara doesn't doesn't have Steve Nash anymore. So I think you're going to be okay. <laughs> well, the mention of Steve Nash, and I think people buckle down here. I know they do. I know they do. Hey, Stevie, good catching up with you, and uh, take care of things in Tucson. We'll get together and uh, sample one of those amber beverages down down there next time I'm down. All right. Uh, it's on you, Kevin. Thank All right, you, you got all it. Right. Steve all Rivera, right. great friend of the program, longtime friend of the program, great writer with a Tucson citizen.